Hi, this is Jennifer. And Audi. And we just want to say thank you for joining our podcast, Vessels of His Heart. Um, we hope that you enjoy this topic that we are discussing, and we pray that it blesses you. Hello, everyone. We're excited to be back, um, and we're ready to start our new series. Last week, it was an introduction of the topics that we're going to be discussing in the next couple weeks. But today, we're ready just to start with this, and we're going to focus on communication. Um, And so we did a little bit of research and what it looks like to have an open communication and healthy communication in the marriage. And so we're just excited to just dive in. Are you ready, Jen? I am ready. Okay, so go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to start with the types of communication. Well, how how many different types of communications there are? <laughs> I don't. There's there is a lot. So um, there's verbal communication, obviously. Yes. There's um, body language. There's body language, and that falls in nonverbal communication. You know, facial expressions, body language, things like that. Um, and then there's other types of communication that not doesn't necessarily, you know, pertain to marriage, like intrapersonal, like, you know, communication, what you tell yourself and your thoughts. But sometimes I guess it can, cause you might be thinking something like in yourself yeah. that and the other person is not right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think today we kind of want to focus more so on like the verbal, nonverbal communication and like the body language that falls into that. Yes. Um, and like you yes. said, talking about effective communication. Yes. And the active listening too. I think that's one of the biggest things um, that we're, we're very quick in the marriage as well. And I, and I think as human beings in any relationship to, um, to say our opinions or to say what we want to say and not really take our time to listen what the other person has to say um right so that's another thing that we want to discuss today so where do we start i'm excited so i'll start with i'm gonna share a poll that i read because you know me or both of us like we are all about the statistics and the research right Mm -hmm. um and so in my research i found a poll this was nationwide within the u.s a poll by the Today show and survey monkey i don't know what they are but they did a poll (laughs) Um, and it found, it's a weird name, but they found that 70% of Americans feel that good communication is the most important factor in marriage. The poll also found that a lack of communication was the second most common cause for divorce, for divorce, trailing only, only by infidelity. So mm. infidelity was found to be the top cause, but communication was actually the second cause and you know, sometimes we think oh finances and sex and yes those are up there too but i just found that interesting that communication was number two wow so yeah yeah so, that's how important it is you know it can make or break a marriage you know yeah and then uh i was looking at another research from actually from a law attorney website um for divorce and family law and yeah. they were saying that the biggest problems like you were saying like in marriages um it's it's that communication piece but is the lack of active listening which is interrupting dismissing other people's you know your spouse um emotions or what they think or or you know all of that and ignoring their words basically um right another one was like using you statements feel you know attacking the, the your spouse and blaming them for doing everything 
Um, and that mm-hmm. can lead to defensiveness and hostility. And obviously, it can create conflict in the marriage. Um, another one was ineffective nonverbal communication, um, like you were mentioning. Um, mm-hmm. And empathy. That was a big one. Empathy mm-hmm. in the marriage. Wow. Um, because then you're not making it relatable. You're not trying to understand your spouse's emotions, your husband's emotions, and, and their experiences. Um, and unfortunately... Many couples lack of empathy, focusing only on what they want, their needs, a very like black and white, right? All or nothing. Um, And always demanding from the husband or from that spouse. Um, And another thing, and this was the last one, is the difficulty of compromising. Like how can Mm. you meet in the middle? Um, And so compromise is essential for healthy communication and for a healthy relationship. Because it involves you both to come together um, and and meet, you know, your spouse's needs and their desires coming together and, and just talking about those things. And that's how you also build that connection between um, you and your yeah. husband. Um, and that's one of the biggest one as well, like to struggle with that compromise. And it leads to power struggles and conflicts, which it ultimately ends up in divorce. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like these are just... yeah basic things but it's it's one of the most common things that people deal with wow yeah and i like that you mentioned active listening because when i was researching this too like what is active listening and i don't know like i've caught myself doing this before somebody else is talking and you're sitting there not really fully active listening to them you are going over in your mind how you're going to reply to them right you're going over what you're going to say before they're even done and you're not fully grasping and understanding what they're telling you because it's so much more than what they're verbally saying out of their mouth. It's, you know, the emotion behind it. It's their body language. It's their tone. Like what else, you know, reading between the lines, what are they saying? And so, you know, active listening requires us to just do just that, not think about how we're going to respond, sit there and be in the moment, take it in and, truly listen to what they are telling you and then give a response after you've gained understanding from what they're trying to tell you. And so I love, you know, that you mentioned the practicing the I statements, right? And when you practice I statements and you're saying, okay, I am getting that, you know, this is what you're trying to tell me, right? It's like, you're not being defensive, you know, you're not accusing the other person, but it also validates their feelings. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of times in relationships and in marriage, people just want to be validated, you know, and you have the right to feel, you know, the way you're feeling, but to have that, like you said, that empathy and to really understand. So those I statements are huge. Um, not using you did this or I'm reacting because of you No, like, okay, so, you know, what I'm hearing is this, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the middle of all of that, you know, I had written down as well too, being open to compromise, but not only compromise, but feedback. Like if your husband is trying to give you some type of feedback, I know my husband does it to me all the time. And I feel like most women we're communicators, right? You know, mm. some some men are communicators, but not always maybe as well verbally as women do. And so, you know, they might we are just so used to putting in our two cents, you know, and, and we have wisdom, but 
you know, sometimes it can come across a certain way where we're not necessarily really allowing our husbands to be heard. And then a lot of times, depending on their character, they'll shut down and not want to come to you after, Mm -hmm. right? And so um, I think that's very important and and that we pay attention to their nonverbal communication, those nonverbal cues, their body language. And we've talked about this too in other series before. The tone and the timing of conversations yes, is a big deal. That's a key. Yeah. The inflection yeah. after you do a sentence. Like all of those things matter. Because um, you can say one thing this, you know, in, in different ways, like in the sense of right. a different tone, and, and it will have a different meaning. But it's exactly the same words verbatim, right? Um, so it's depending on how you say it and even your body language. So I did want to mention quickly, like the active listening, like a good way to remember that it's, it's with the word build and B is body language being, you know, aware of how you are portraying yourself, like not rolling your eyes, you know, (laughs) not like Mm -hmm. doing like hand movements or that that they're dismissing what the other person is saying. You is understanding, right? Really, really, like you said, like take your time to just listen to, to, to your husband and, um, and just try to understand putting yourself in his shoes. Um, do not interrupt. So that's I like interrupting other people stops the flow of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then L it's looking at the eyes like that eye contact is important as well when you are active listening and don't judge, right? Don't judge. Don't, like don't point mm-hmm. fingers. Um, and just, again, put yourself in your husband's shoes. Try to create that empathy. And these are one of the skills that they teach us as, as, for counselors. Like, they ingrain that on us because as a counselor, you got to sit there <laughs> and really you can't yeah. put anything of yourself in the situation. And honestly, that's one of the hardest thing when you are close to that person because you want to fix it or you want to give your opinion. You want to give exactly. your two cents and then you don't listen. <laughs> um, right. And so we have to, like... Put it into practice, make it a challenge for you to to really practice these active listening skills, not only with your husband, with anyone. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. I did want to say that like build the word build is a good way to to remember the five easy ways to practice active listening. I love that. And like you said, it's not only in marriage, you know, with your spouse, but in any relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Effective communication is essential for a healthy marriage, but it's, it's key you know, to know how to practice it in any relationship. We can avoid so many problems if we just knew how to communicate better and listen better, you know, and try to gain understanding from that person. And you mentioned something too, like trying, you know, listening, but not always to try to fix something, right? Mm -hmm. Like just sometimes we just want to be heard. And sometimes our husbands, believe it or not, you know, they want to be heard. And if you're married to somebody who doesn't necessarily like to communicate all the time, AKA me, (laughs) my husband, he's not a big communicator, but when he does, I, and I'm, I'm I'm not always great at it, you know, because you do want to jump in and you want to interrupt because you're like, you're trying to fix it. You're trying to find a solution. And sometimes he just wants to vent, you know, or, um, just get whatever it is like off of his chest, you know, and vice versa. I know men, they like to fix things for us women. And, you know, sometimes that can be aggravating to us. Like, no, I don't want a solution. I just want you to hear me out, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really important too, you know, and and there's no harm in asking, okay, 
what, what, how would you like me to help you in this? You know, in the middle of a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, what do you need? Like, do you, do you want me to give you my opinion? Do you want that? I think that will help too. Like knowing for sure, not just assuming and jumping in with your two cents. Yeah, I think that's that's key. That needs to be a priority. Mm-hmm. Like I tell that to to clients um and it's like you have to like if you want your relationship to grow, you have to make the time to really come together and and just do checkings. Like okay, so mm-hmm. what are some areas that we need to improve? What are some things that we need to work on? Like so that you can stay in the same page and and you can be a team and not like one in one lot la- and one side and one in the other side no like how can we yeah. become continue to be partners in this marriage right um yeah. best friends teamwork very tight you got to be on the same page even as parents you have to agree on the same things you cannot play bad cup and good cup you have to be the same team <laughs> in the same team okay. so like yeah how do you do that? Well, like do like monthly checkings or quarterly checkings, however you want to do it. Um, but it's important to come together. Hey, am I, am I meeting your needs or what? Just like you said, like, what can I do better? Like, like what, what do you like when, or, or not like, you know, all of these things can help also build that relationship even deeper and, um, and also that communication. Yeah. And you mentioned like check-ins, right? Mm -hmm. And that leads me to this article that I found um, on Focus on the Family. So it's Christian-based that talks about four types of communication to strengthen your marriage. Now, there's several types of communication, obviously, but I like that they mentioned these four because we can relate to, you know, every single one of them that are here. Um, And we've all had them in marriage, especially if you have kids or you've been married long enough, you can relate to one of these. And the first one that they mentioned is informal conversations. Mm. Uh, Informal, like, you know, something funny happens, like they give an example in the article, um, you know, or something unexpected happens and you just call them out of the blue, like not planned, not scheduled, just to say like, hey, you know what, this happened to me today. And if it's something very casual, almost like chit chat, right? Like what girls do when they're chit chatting. So it's important to have those informal conversations, kind of like small talk. Mm -hmm. The other type is administrative meetings and meetings, they put it in like quotation marks, basically means almost like a business meeting, like a transaction. So these are conversations that are loaded with action items. Um, examples are changes to the daily routine, to-do lists, appointments, um, financial decisions, you know, who's going to pick up who and who's doing drop-off and, you know, things like that, yes. right? And those are necessary conversations to have, but sometimes if you do too much of that and if it's only about that like you're only talking about like the to-do list and the kids and the chores and the this or that then there might be something lacking in your communication with your spouse right yeah. mm-hmm. it has to be a balance um, yeah there has to be a balance and so the last two this one pertains to um a little bit like what you were talking about um these last two about the check-ins so this third one is challenges right and in first corinthians chapter 7 verse 28 the apostle paul mentions and says but those who marry will face many troubles in this life and so we know that marriage comes with challenges and if you don't deal with these challenges what's going to happen eventually they're going to grow and they're going to boil over and it's going to come 
to a point like if you leave a pot, you know, boiling for too long with the lid on, it's going to overflow and explode, right? And um, so it's important to have those check-ins and have sometimes hard conversations that might be a little bit, you know, challenging, um, but it's essential to have and, and, and let them know like, hey, like this might be hard to talk about, but we need to talk about these things. And then the last one is life-giving conversations. Mm. Um, so the first three, they kind of say are kind of reactive conversations that is brought upon by some type of need or event. But this type of communication, life-giving conversation, usually is overlooked because it's proactive. And life-giving conversations are about getting to know your spouse better and strengthening the bonds between you. They can be playful and affirming. You know, they express gratitude and demonstrate curiosity, maybe getting to know them better. So ask them some questions like you've never asked them before, right? Mm -hmm. um, talk about like your hopes and dreams and visions and, you know, get to know them on a deeper level. Those are like life-giving conversations and be there to edify that person when they need it. So those, I just like this article because it just talks about some of the day-to-day -day types of conversations that we have every day, but it's always good to remember to have a, a good balance of it. Yes, I like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, again, it goes back to like, it, it allows you to, to know each other, to to really be on the same team. And uh, something um, that I just come to mind, like also doing family meetings is important in the marriage, like mm -hmm. including the kids mm -hmm. in, in the meetings and um, making sure that everybody is in the same page. That's that's also beautiful to, to have because you're teaching that to your kids as well. And it's not something that right. you have to do like every single month, but you know, you can do it occasionally um, and just kind of, teach them also about these important things of communication and revaluing mm -hmm. your your needs and ones as a family right um it can also mm -hmm. help them as they get older um but yeah one of the things that i wanted to to before we close this episode is the i statements um because it's something that i think we all deal with especially as females we tend to be attackers <laughs> Um, yes. And so we can quickly say like, like you don't listen to me or you, you don't say you love me enough or you're just angry all the time or you always say that you're so crazy. You should feel shame, whatever it is, right? The you, you, you. And you mentioned that earlier. Um, and mm -hmm. those are very triggering for a man and for a woman as well. If it was you who are listening to those statements, how would you feel? Right. It, mm. it, it, yeah. it will make you feel like crush like what's wrong with me right it will make you feel unease and ashamed and um and we don't want that in that relationship so we should swap those you statements that are that are coming from a de defensive right and emotional resistance for something that is i placing or we right how can we make this together how can we change this um hey i noticed that this has been happening like how can we look this from a different perspective right or if right. it's a if it's coming from a feeling that you're dealing with then just say that like i feel frustrated about blank right i feel furious mm -hmm. and i need or i feel confident or i feel very insecure about this situation or sometimes when when this happens this makes me feel this way right instead of like pointing fingers always at your husband 
um, mm-hmm. because that will allow you to connect better with your partner, with your husband, and to create more empathy. So one of the biggest things that we need to remember is when we're communicating with our husbands, we need to be specific. Okay, so like let's be honest. If, if there's something that we're thinking or there's something that we're feeling, let's just be straightforward with it. Hey, I, I feel angry every time when we don't get to speak or when you don't speak to me in, in the dinner and you're with the phone all the time. Like instead of mm-hmm. that, instead of saying you are always on the phone, right? You see the difference, yeah. right? It's like, hey, yeah. I really feel like like unheard or unseen or whatever it is, right? So be try to be very specific when you are communicating your your emotions to your husband. One, another one that I found was avoid the odds and the shoulds, like criticism, like you should be on time or you should be more attentive to me or you should be more creative or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. Just instead of that, let's, again, go with the I feel statements. I feel angry and secure when you're late. Um, this is, this makes me feel unloved when you are doing such and such, whatever it is, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it allows us to live in the moment with our feelings as well. And then our husbands are going to be able to connect with us as well. Plus, we're teaching them how to communicate mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> yes, without them knowing Ex- in a subtle way. Exactly. <laughs> um, then the third one is avoid labels. Like, I know sometimes we we say funny things like, oh, you're so stupid or, you know, whatever. But let's try to to minimize those as much as we can um, instead of, you know, blaming and categorizing them. Um, because honestly, that does create something in them, like insecurities. It mm-hmm. makes them feel less. And, and we don't want that either because we don't want them when, yeah. when people call our like oh you're you're so dumb or look at you you know retaldada or stuff like that you know <laughs> like that's for us yeah, the hispanic yeah. ones um it makes us feel less than so let's be very intentional like avoiding labels to our husbands and the last one i i found was avoid the phrases um like a lot of times i feel i feel i feel like i feel like this or i feel like that I feel that you are overreacting or I feel like that's that's not accurate. You know, try to avoid that. Um, And again, it goes back to number one, to be as as very specific as possible. Look for that true meaning, what's really happening here um, and just sit down and have that conversation together. Include your feelings, not just your thoughts um, and just try to have a, a conversation as a we. How can we make this better how can we understand ourselves better yeah so those are I the... love that mm-hmm. yeah I really really love that and it makes a difference and as you were speaking one thing that came to mind is also do not compare your husband to someone else's husband. yes yes I, I feel like that is a big big thing um don't compare them to anybody else number one like you said you know certain things we say can affect them that affects them mm-hmm. you know um that can make them insecure you know that can be a little bit of blow to their ego and that you don't want any open door for the enemy to come in and already start putting like those little seeds in their mind right mm-hmm. and so stop comparing your husband to other people's husbands your husband if you married the right one if god said this is the one that is the one that god chose for you to be with because he knew what you needed and he knows what, you know, he knew what he needed in you, right? And so 
do not compare everybody's on their own journey and you don't honestly know what happens and what goes on behind closed doors between a married couple they may look great on social media you know or in public but you really don't know what's going on so i just wanted to throw that in there because that was something that came to mind as you were speaking yes yes um but as always we love to also throw in scriptures because this is biblically based you know um the Bible does talk a lot about marriage and about communication. And so one of the, my favorite scriptures that I feel like we can avoid so many problems with if we just listened and <laughs> obeyed it um, is in James chapter 1, verse 19, where he says, Be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know... You can't get angry, but, you know, be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Um, And there are a few other scriptures, too, that I wanted to share. So Psalm 19, verse 14, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So the scripture talks about being mindful of your words. So just ask God, you know, especially when you're in the middle of a challenging conversation with your spouse, ask, ask yourself, God, you know, is he pleased with the tone of my words and the, the way my words are coming out? You know, um, don't degrade your husband. Don't embarrass him, you know, especially in front of other people. If there's something that happens in the moment, wait till it's just the two of you, you know, mm-hmm. don't, um, don't do that in front of other people. So be mindful of your words and your tone. Um, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, hmm. but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Yeah. So you can essentially cut and destroy your husband with the words that you say. But if you're wise and you use wisdom with what you say, it can bring healing. And build each other up. And yeah exactly um proverbs seventeen twenty seven. whoever restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding so try to learn to have re- restraint in your conversations just like in that scripture in james what i was talking about um and then let's see oh yep and then that was the last one that i shared in james chapter 119 you know let every person be quick to hear slow to speak slow to get angry so i think you know, communication is key in marriage. And if the communication starts to break down, it's just like in your relationship with God, you know, the less time you spend with God, talking with him and, you know, building that relationship, the further and further away you're going to feel from God. Mm-hmm. And it happens in, in our human relationships too. And it can happen in our marriages. And that's what the enemy wants. I mean, he is out to destroy families. You know, we've seen it. We're seeing it, you know, um, because that's a strong unit, right? And yeah. we need to be mindful and guarded and not let ourselves unknowingly be used, you know, by the enemy essentially to destroy our husbands or our marriage with the words that come out of our mouth. Yeah, I love that. And to not forget, I think in one of the articles and will this we were wrapped up that the foundation is active listening honestly because without you yeah. if, if you're constantly you know sharing your stuff and it's even with that relationship with God if you're constantly asking God about things and telling you everything you know sometimes he wants you to be silent and listen to what he has to offer right so the same thing it goes into your marriage listen to your husband like just ask him like hey how was your day like tell me a little bit about 
what's going on with you, right? Because we always want them to listen to us. But let's actually let, let that be that challenge throughout this week. Like just sit down and um, open your ears to listen to what your husband has to say and, you know, show that interest into what they're interested in. Um, and yeah, and let's just pray, like yeah. pray that God will unite us in our marriages and that we will be a stronger marriage rooted in Christ that the enemy cannot break in Jesus name. Amen. Yep. Yes. So we're going to do that now. We're going to pray for, you know, all of you that are listening, um, for those of you that are married and those of you that are thinking about getting married and we're just going to bring it before God and ask him to help us learn how to be better communicators. So father God, we just come before your presence, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that we're able to gain this wisdom and revelation from your word. We thank you, God, that you love us enough to correct us and to show us exactly how we need to communicate with our spouses and how you designed a marriage to be. So I ask for each and every woman and wife that is listening here, God, Lord, that you would minister to our hearts and that when we're getting ready to have a conversation with our husbands or say something maybe harsh and that is not in line with how you would want us to react, that you would stop us, Father. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would correct us in that moment, Lord. Teach us how to practice active listening. Teach us how to listen to our husbands and gain an understanding from what they're saying and not be dismissive, God. Lord, I pray that we would reflect that same relationship with our spouses in our relationship with you, Father. I pray that you would bring healing and restoration to these marriages, that it's not too late, that things can be um, restored, God, and we can start fresh. We can start new, Father. I ask, Lord, that every scheme and plan of the enemy to try to bring division amongst these marriages and these families, Father, that it would be halted right now in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that every marriage that is listening would be strengthened in your might, that the bond would grow stronger, and that nothing could penetrate that, Father. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for putting this topic on our hearts because it's an important one, Lord, and we thank you for using us to be the vessels to speak through mm -hmm. to your women father we thank you for it in jesus name amen amen so thank you for tuning in with us and we'll see you next week see you next time bye thank you so much for joining us today and tuning in with us i hope it has been a blessing for your life make sure you stay connected with us in our social media platforms at vessels of his heart at instagram and on facebook 